Hello, I'm Connor Pope, and this is In the News from the Irish Times, where we take a close look at the stories that matter. Today, a woman was found dead in her home, but was her death properly investigated? We knew straight away there was something not right. Susan Bracken will never forget the morning of December the 16th, 2019. The Monday morning Maria phones me and she says, Mum's still not answering the phone. So we went down and grabbed Maria, made her way up to Mammy's house. Mum was dead the other side of the door. Susan and her sister Maria say Gardy didn't properly investigate their mother's death, which they believe may have been suspicious. When you first think there might be foul play involved, Connor Gallagher is crime correspondent with the Irish Times. Connor, welcome back to the podcast. Good to be back, Connor. Can you tell me, when did you first hear about Margaret Bracken? I heard about Margaret Bracken's death a couple of months ago while reporting on a different story, and I was alerted to it, which led to me getting in touch with Susan Bracken, Margaret's daughter, and making contact with them, and uh, then driving up to Dundalk to, to interview Susan and her sister, Maria who lost her mother, Margaret, as you said, on December 16th. Can you tell us a little bit about the circumstances of her death? So Margaret Bracken was found in her home where she'd lived for the previous 30 years, just outside Dundalk in County Loud. Her family had become worried about her over the preceding weekend. She wasn't answering the phone to her daughter, Maria. Maria got in contact with Susan to voice her concerns. Susan said, don't worry about it. Mammy's probably just having a drink. So when she didn't answer the phone the next day, they decided to go to the house. When they arrived at the house, they found it locked and no signs of life inside. We decided here there's something wrong here, so we phoned the guards. Right. And two young guards came down and they kicked in the door. Directly behind the front door, they found Margaret Bracken very much deceased. I overheard she's naked and I went up to the garden and I says, my mum naked behind the door. He says, she is. I says, well, can you go and get a blanket or something and put it round up? Then two more senior guardy, sergeant and inspector, arrived uh, at the house. They come down, they spent seven minutes, and that's even been good at seven minutes. Okay. Um, in the house, they come out, paid the condolence, got in the wee van and drove off. Right. The younger guardy stayed a while longer uh, until the body was removed, and they then handed over the keys and their condolences to Maria and departed, kind of leaving the family to their grief. And you'll see it on the camera, Maria's kind of like, what do we do? It seems that Gardaí didn't really think there was anything suspicious about what they found on that day. Do you know why that was the case? So Margaret was not a healthy woman by most standards. Okay, that's your man there. That's my man, yeah. And what, what age was your man? 68. 68, yeah, she had frailed in that petrol. She had frailed. She was a very heavy smoker. She smoked 60 cigarettes a day. She had recovered from uh, breast cancer, but it had taken a toll on her and she had had a mastectomy. And she also had some pretty serious lung and heart problems. So she wasn't a healthy person. So what the Gardaí found, they interpreted it as a tragic but not suspicious death, that this was a family matter and that their role in it was, was to be quite limited. And did Susan and Maria have the same interpretation of the events that had transpired on that day? 
no, they have a very different interpretation. To them, it seemed right away that things weren't right. So you noticed, yeah, you noticed something wasn't right. Something isn't right here. Yeah. There were several signs that they found suspicious, some perhaps more relevant than others. The house, for one thing, was unusually clean, as if it had just been tidied, like documents had been tidied away where normally, in the normal course of events, they'd be, you know, kind of strewn out across a, a, a kitchen table. Having all the papers and all piled up. Okay. I would have oh, gone. Okay. It was clean. Clean. It was clean. All the plugs had been unplugged. But she never unplugged anything. Okay. And of course, Margaret's state of undress. Margaret was described as a an old school woman. She was not the type who would walk around naked. My mother never ran around a house like that. The position of her clothing was also a cause for concern for the family. It lay in two separate places. Her upper clothes lay beside her her body in the hallway. Her bottoms and her underwear and socks were in the kitchen. There was two partially consumed vodka bottles in the house and Margaret liked to take a drink at the weekends but um, her family says she could not drink vodka as a result of the medication she was on and her drink of choice was cider. And there was two other crucial things. There was the CCTV and the uh, the handbag, isn't that right? Yes, and, and these are probably the, the, the most suspicious things. CCTV, first of all, Margaret had a CCTV camera that covered her the, the front of her house. And it's one of these cameras that you can switch on your telly and go to a certain channel on your telly and it'll show you what's on the CCTV camera outside. And now the control box, which sat beside the television, was actually missing. That's one of the first things that the sisters noticed. And, of course, this handbag. We realised her bag wasn't in the house, but we were kind of like, she could have put the bag anywhere in the house. Yeah. But as the hours, handbag wasn't in the house. The handbag was yeah. not in the house. Margaret was in the habit of always carrying her handbag very, very close to her. There's the handbag. There's Mammy with her handbag. Oh, yeah. In pictures, Susan showed me she was clasping a handbag in all of them, even in, in situations where you wouldn't expect her to. Even to go to the toilet, the handbag went Yeah, back. yeah. This handbag, Susan believes, may have contained thousands, many thousands of euro. Margaret won the lotto uh, several years ago and it was quite a substantial win. It was 350,000, but she kept most of it. She didn't have belts. What year did she win the lotto? 11 years ago. 11 years. 11 years ago. So Margaret had money, Connor, but would she have carried that money with her? Susan told me that Margaret did not like banks at all. Now, while she did deposit um, her lotto winnings in the bank, she liked to have the cash on her in as much as possible. One of the reasons she didn't like dealing with the bank was they would ask her questions whenever she uh, went to withdraw €5,000 or more, which she didn't like. She thought it was an intrusion into her privacy. So she got into the habit of, about four times a year, would go to the bank and withdraw f- just under €5,000 so the bank wouldn't be obliged to ask her any questions. So Margaret was not a person who spent much money. Not someone who wanted the fine things in life or, or desired them. Their house is a fine house. It's a fine size, but it wouldn't show the trappings of wealth. So she didn't buy any big things no, or anything? No, like Mammy that. wasn't the one that needed things. Sure. She was just old school. Yeah. That, the fireplace well, was grand. The, yeah, yeah. The, the lights were grand. You know what I mean? She didn't want to spend it. She didn't want to spend it. So this money that she would withdraw from her bank account, combined with her pension and other social 
uh, welfare payments would be kept in her handbag, which she kept on her persons at all times. And I, I put it to Susan and, and Maria that this was surely a very reckless way to store money. And they said that they were tormented, saying to their mother that this is not a not a good way to store her money. But uh, she was a stubborn woman in many ways, and she uh, she wouldn't listen. And would it be common knowledge that she won the lotto? Yeah. Did people know? Yeah. Anyone within her social circle or even a bit outside her social or circle would probably be aware that she carried it in the handbag in this fashion. So that provided a motive for someone to enter the house. And so the fact the carefully guarded bag was missing was the strongest piece of evidence that there could have been something malicious about the death of Margaret Bracken. So that was it then, started ringing the guards back. Coming up, the Bracken family struggled to get Gardaí to investigate their mother's death. Going back to the morning of the discovery of Margaret Bracken's body and her family's realisation that something wasn't right in the house, what did they do to push for some kind of more complete investigation into their mother's death? So that morning after Gardy had departed the house and uh, Margaret Bracken's body had been removed, the family noticed these things that were out of place, uh, particularly the handbag and the missing CCTV control unit. So they started to try and get back in touch with Gardy to get Gardy to come back to the house. Just to go back to that CCTV control box, the control box didn't contain the recordings from the camera. It actually was just used to control the CCTV camera. The the hard drive containing the recordings was up in the attic. So the sisters were trying to get Gardy to come back to the house and review that CCTV footage. So yeah, you rang the guards 31 times. 31 times. Over the course of the day, and, and, and Susan showed me the, the call records. Eventually, at about half eight, two Gardy agreed to come out to the house and take that CCTV footage. So they came down, two of them, and took the cameras and left and said they'll inform the people that were supposed to and we never heard another thing. They heard nothing for several more weeks. It's important to note as well, Margaret's body had been removed. There had been no forensic examination of the scene of any kind. No statements were taken at, at this stage. There was no investigation I'm aware of into Margaret's. People who might have known Margaret or might have had cause to be in the house at that stage. And was the investigation stepped up at any point over this period? So two days into 2020, Susan was in Dundalk, the Garda station, looking for answers. And we says, look, Mammy, was, there, there was a robbery and she says, no, there wasn't. Girls go on home and grieve. It was a sudden death. Yeah. The detective uh, she happened to know approached her to pass on his condolences. So I grabbed his hand and I pulled him through the door of the guards' barracks in through the doors. And I says... Uh, my man was robbed and he was like, what? Are you trying to say, well, what you, like something bad's happened? I said, yeah, something bad has happened, please. At that stage, things did start to move. The guardie got CCTV cameras from the street outside of her house and examined them. And then a team of guardie arrived in Maria's house to take statements. The guardie also got a court order at this time with the family's permission to examine Margaret's bank records. And they found, indeed, that she did have 98,000 euro in one count and that a withdrawal of 4,900 or, or just above that had been made two weeks before her death. 
in terms of forensics, they couldn't really do anything because any potential crime scenes had long since been cleaned or contaminated. Presumably there was a post-mortem carried out. Yes, a post-mortem was carried out, uh, I believe, on the same day of her death, although Susan wouldn't get the results of that post-mortem until April. The family hoped that the post-mortem might shed some light on on things, but um, it showed she died of a heart attack, with secondary cause of death being lung disease. It wasn't able to show that that heart attack was, say, caused by anything. So the family accepts that Margaret Bracken died of a heart attack. What they want to know is, did something cause this heart attack? Something like a break-in. What do the family think might have happened to their mother on that day or that night? Susan and Maria have a pretty solid theory of what happened, but that's all it is. It's a theory because the lack of uh, forensics in the case uh, mean that we're probably never going to get answers in this case. But bearing that in mind, I'll take you through what they believe. They believe an intruder, uh, a man known to Margaret, who would have had occasion to be in the house previously, had went around the side of the house, thereby avoiding the CCTV camera that night and climbed up on the roof. He then entered the skylight, they believe, uh, which he had left open previously. Susan said after their mother's death, they realised the skylight was off its latch and her mother was a short woman and would have been unable to to reach it. So they believe the man came into the house to steal the bag, which he knew contained possibly thousands of euro, got into some sort of struggle with Margaret. During the row, Margaret tried to reach the alarm button, which was located by the hall door, and it was at this point that she had a heart attack. Susan showed me photographs uh, showing palm marks on, on one wall and made the point that her mother was very fastidious about keeping her wall clean. So she believes she, she, she had a heart attack while fighting uh, for, for her handbag. We believe it's a heart attack. Because by the robbery. By the robbery. Okay. And the guards are saying, no, we know, no, we're ruling that out. And I'm like, why can't you not see what we're seeing? It's obviously impossible to say for sure then what happened on the night or the day that Margaret died. But is there any sense that this case was mishandled by Gardaí or um, was the case handled in a manner which is understandable given the circumstances uh, that they found themselves in on the day? So let me give you the family's point of view first off. The family contends that They don't believe their mother was murdered, but they think something preceded her death and may have caused a heart attack. Uh, Their issue is that they will never know because there was no forensic examination of the house. And what they say is Gardy dragged their heels for several weeks before launching any kind of investigation in earnest. Now, the Gardy and the Gardy have actually made this point to Susan in, in a meeting that they have to be guided by the evidence at a scene and by the post-mortem evidence. They point to the fact that a post-mortem did not show anything suspicious. It showed a relatively unwell woman having a heart attack when it's, it was pointed out to them that her handbag was missing. Gardy said that, well, the handbag, we didn't know the handbag was missing when we found the body, to which Susan replied, well, we told you the handbag was missing that night. So Gardy will say that they have to be guided by the evidence in front of them. Um, the Bracken family will say that well, the evidence in front of them suggests something suspicious happened. And was there any complaints made to GSOC? Complaint was made to the Garda Ombudsman about the conduct 
of the investigation or the lack of investigation. Um, this was referred to a Garda superintendent for examination as a standard in these situations. Garda and superintendents reported back that he'd found no evidence of misconduct, which uh, left the family very frustrated, as you can imagine. But then again, GSOC investigates misconduct. It doesn't investigate what the family alleged would be incompetence or just a, a lack of insight to know that a death looks suspicious. That has have been sealed off, yeah. just the way her body was, yeah. let alone being robbed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, that's red flagged. Is it mandatory to preserve the scene when you're dealing with an unexplained death? Because it wasn't preserved in this case. No, it's not mandatory to preserve a scene because I imagine every day Gardy come across elderly people who have died in their mm. homes and those scenes are, are not preserved you know, aside from a very few cases, because there's nothing suspicious there. So Gardy viewed this as a tragic death, but not a suspicious death at the time. Now, the Brackens or Susan and Maria have told you that they believe the Gardy treated this case maybe less seriously than others because of who the Brackens are. What do they actually tell you? Margaret Bracken's death was not the first time the Bracken family had come into contact with the Gardy. Susan is quite honest about the fact that her husband, Gary McAreevy, was jailed for, for three years in the special criminal court just this year uh, for assisting in the burning out of a getaway car, which was used in a bot hit. And this was a very high-profile case. There was a bot hit on James Mago Gately, which is connected to the Hutch Kinahan feud. The sentence the judge said uh, there was nothing to suggest uh, Gary McAreevy knew an attempted murder had been committed, but he must have known a serious crime had been taking place when he was asked to burn a car. So Margaret's late husband, who died several decades ago, would also have been known to the Gardaí, uh, especially if he had a drink taken, Susan told me. So there wouldn't have been the best relationship, possibly, or the best attitude from the Gardaí towards the Bracken family. Uh, and Susan is of the belief that this may have made them take their mother's death less seriously. I think it's because who we are. Yeah. Okay. Not just her, it's because just... of our family. Okay. Really. Yeah, just been horrible. Yeah, okay, okay. They really don't care, to be honest. And finally, Connor, what's happening in the investigation today? Where are we now? So, the Guardian now believe and have now told the family that they believe their mother's handbag was stolen. And they have interviewed someone uh, on suspicion of stealing her handbag. We can't go into too much detail about that uh, for, for legal reasons. But uh, a file has gone to the Director of Public Prosecutions. It's open to the Director of Public Prosecutions to bring back any charges they feel is appropriate, up to and including something like manslaughter or aggravated burglary. However, Susan has been told by the Guardi that it is highly unlikely they'll recommend any sort of homicide charge. The most she can probably hope for is uh, handbag theft. Personally, she doesn't even think there will be a, a handbag theft charge because mainly because of the way the investigation was conducted. But until the DPP come back, everything's kind of up in the air. We don't have a timescale for when that's going to happen, probably over the next couple of months. But we can be nearly sure no one is going to be charged for uh, Margaret Bracken's death. Okay, Connor, a lot of questions still to be answered there, but thanks very much for talking to us. In the news, we'll be back wherever you get your podcasts soon. <laughs>